Ah, uh, well, never mind. I think it's fine. Yeah, I think we're good. It'll be fine. It'll work out in the end. Anywho, welcome back, listeners. Today, we are going to continue our... Sorry, continue and end our coverage of Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam, the sequel series to the famous Mobile Suit Gundam. That's right. What did we say we called this one? This is Mobile Suit Zeta Book Club? Yeah, this is Mobile Suit Zeta Book yeah. Club. <laughs> yeah, retroactively, the other one was called Mobile Suit Gun Book Club. Mobile Suit, Mobile Book Suit Club? Podcast. Like when. <laughs> Nah, it's still a book club. I think I think anime counts for reading if it's subbed. <laughs> That's how I got most of my reading done. It, it, it involves very similar skills. In fact, it might be even more challenging since you're on a on a clock. Yeah, I actually I trick myself into that's how I read Infinite Jest was I put the the text of the book into into a subtitle file and then put it on over episodes of Welcome to the NHK. <coughs> and I pretended that was the subtitles to the show. Just to kind of kick it off, I, I, will, I will fully admit that I, I was I was wrong. I do recall in our last conversation with, with that Tears of Time thing, I very much questioned if Camille was in fact a new type. Oh yeah, I noticed that when I was editing the <laughs> the other episode. Um and no, yeah, he, he was he was very much a new type. You were right about one thing. Things did not go well for Camille. Uh depends on how how you parse it out. It seemed like Paptimus did him dirty at the end. Yeah, that that was that was a play, right? That was that was crazy. He used his male manipulator powers to, in his words, take his soul. Also, so that, that okay, that, yeah, that's that's what I mean. So, I mean, he's he's still he's still kicking, right? So, I, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, maybe, but like, well, you're maybe like ignorance is bliss. Maybe just being reverted into a childlike state. I mean, it, it kind of spares him from a lot that he had to do and suffer through. Right. Like having to uh, surprise new type. A lot of surp- like the new type thing really got out of hand. Not to jump around too much. Oh, I love this. But <laughs> okay. So going memento style, the crazy new type reveals that happened in like the last batch of episodes. Paptimus Goroko steals, takes his soul I don't know what that in his words, whatever. He makes him be like he makes him like go down to like a childlike state in some way. Um, but before that, Emma Sheen asks him to like absorb his strength, absorb her strength, like absorb her life energy or something. Like I don't know if that was established before, but that's how she dies, right? She's like really weak, and she's like, as a new type, can you take my strength and use it? Yeah, that 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 uh, that's a new ability. I mean, she she was gonna go anyhow. Um, yeah, I, 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 I guess like the uh huh. I didn't take that as him taking the last of her like life force though. You think I think it was just like her saying like I'm dying, don't let me die in vain. Right, like I my 
my my soul will ultimately be with you, kind of like cats and um, four and Rosami's was ultimately following him around still. Okay, that that's I like that better. I I took that very very literally when she said that. Is because I think that was I might be getting the order wrong, but I think that might have been like a little bit bef- a little bit after Camille's like new type abilities got so good that his Gundam started glowing and he was like deflecting lasers. Yeah, that, that was a little bit a- after that. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so I guess like if you're a new type, then you can just do things. Yeah. To to your point though, what's what's really odd thematically is that he seems to be getting stronger as more of these new types die around him and that might speak more to to camille's spirit than what a new type is yeah or like that's like the way maybe like just the way that the way that camille is a new type because poptimus his strength came from like manipulating people who were alive that's true and I think, like, Amaro and Char, their new type abilities are powered by how gay they are for each other. <laughs> I... <laughs> yeah. It's just a single-minded obsession between it, it, <laughs> their rivalry. God, they, 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 they really love each other. I, know, I guess we talked about it before in, like, in, the first, in the first batch of episodes. But, like, we know it's Char when he's, showing, when he's going down as... Quattro Bagina, he senses Camille and he goes, feels like Amaro. Like his first <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's one track mind, you know. He loves that guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I guess Jared was, was a char type in that regard too. Jared was such a funny like, tragic, but it was like a char guy in everything except like his impact on the world or the people around him. Yeah, yeah. Like, he would show up and sometimes just, like, show up just the right moment for, like, the Argama's mission to become just that much, that little bit more hard. And then, like, Camille would kick his ass be like, I'll get you next time. My rival, I'll get you next time. Just wasted potential. And then, like, the big battle and he just, like, gets burned up. Such a, such a quick way to, like, it just not even... A satisfying final fight for Jared, as as much as he yeah. as much as he had passion for Camille. Yeah, that was that was not reciprocated at all. I I, I almost feel bad for him because he spent his whole his whole arc was just him being humbled over and over again. Even like in his own, even within the Titans, like he's introduced by a crashing one of the Mark Twos, right? Like he's flying yeah. it when he shouldn't be, crashes yeah. into a building. <laughs> Yeah. Like Emma Sheen like says like wow you suck at being a titan. <laughs> uh, I forgot this woman's name, the one who like like who he like he asks out to dinner. Oh darn. Yeah, his his other love interest. I forgot like Camille killed her early on when he was like still learning how to pilot. Yeah. Um which is an interesting thing as far as you know it, this is the show's gender problem. I mean, you could say like maybe she got fridged a little bit just for Jared's development, which what development? But like she like beats him up like in hand to hand combat just to humble him that much more. Like everything is just like frustrations. Yeah, I feel like the only time I see I saw him succeed was when he successfully kicked people down on the way to not get blown up at Jaburo. Yeah, that, that was that was not that was not cool of him. 
I, I get it. I get the situation. He he threw people already on the plane off of it for <laughs> his own sake. Because he had to he had to live so he could defeat Camille. Or try. Try. <laughs> yeah. It's the thought that counts. But here like we get to like some interesting um that's probably like Tomino like trying to say something about the senselessness of war. Yeah. Like they had Camille then respond like, oh my god, he just died like that. Yeah, I buy that. Um sidetracked. I mean I, I love the scope of this. Like there's retaining characters. Yeah, I know the the, the, the scope of it is re- really cool. Mm-hmm. I, I like that there's like a third whole other faction in, in this second part as well. Yeah. Man, when that the introduction for that, like things were already like heating up and then like this wild card gets introduced in the um oh, uh, Axis Xeon. Yeah. And like Haman Karm is like she you know, she only gets like a few scenes to shine, but she's already but by the end of the show, uh she's just very I mean, she, uh, she, she's like bad. she commands attention. She's badass. Like, yeah, she, she is one of the only characters, if not the only, where I, I see um, Bajina Char just lose all cool and focus. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. In I mean, part of that is like the situation too. That thing with the with the child queen Mineva. Mineva, yeah. Like what a chilling introduction to Axis Zeon. Yeah. Return the rise of the Zabbies. That's the Zabbies is such an interesting little wrinkle to Zeon, which would otherwise just be space Nazis. It like especially now, it's like this like declining family, like desperate, like being held up by I don't know, by these violent factions. By held up by their fanatics. Yeah. Cause like in the first Gundam I thought it was interesting, like it wasn't just space Nazis. Which, you know, like, the reveal of them being, like, Sieg Zeon and all that was shocking. But it wasn't just that. It was also, it was also, like, the dynamics of the different brothers and this father figure that kind of looks down on all of them. Like, why did you even establish this empire? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it has um, this ancient concept of, of a uh, sovereign, a, a ruler on, on top of the Nazi surprise there's, not, there's there's a royal family in, in in charge of it. Yeah, it gets to have the interesting thing about like medieval politics that it's not just who owns what land or like what you know what powers, but you know those accidents of history of who's who's your kin. Yeah, I, I forgot everyone's names. It's been a while since we watched the first Gundam, but the one the first guy that Char betrays. Oh yeah like he had like this like favored prince quality he seemed like honorable in his own way and then like dozel has to step up yeah and like he's like kind of kind of dense yeah you know what i i remember that scene with, with that first zab zabby uh favorite prince son too and God, i remember being so confused by charney's actions like mm-hmm. like is he just a fo- why why is he doing this <laughs> Yeah, and it's really interesting in Zeta Gundam. Like you already know what the deal is with Char, but yeah. he's still kind of a cipher in in like in a more in a more subtle way. Like it's not even it's not like why is he doing this actions, but like what is he fighting for? You know, it's these bigger questions. Because when he sees uh, Mineva, you immediately get like a flashback. You understand why he's 
mad. Well, he he and, cares about her. Mm-hmm. Like like he he loves this this uh this this child. I guess almost as though he uh she were his own. I don't know. I mean, like, that's what I picked up on. Yeah, like in a way, I guess it shows that like his whole thing against the zombies wasn't like you know like white rage, but he was mad at the ones responsible and not like the system that they held up and represented. And like this little girl is an innocent and it pains him to see her get folded into that. Right. Because if, if she d- does end up growing up uh, under that, she, she is now part of that. Um, I guess that miasma, that, that family sickness. That's so interesting. I love the way that they like, they do. Like, she doesn't get a lot of development. Uh, Mineva, but the way she carries herself, she sounds like a little girl trying to act royal, and he's like using like very like royal speech. Her, she has some panic attacks though. That that's um mm, yeah, that's a little sad to watch. Is, is is this um this little girl that should enjoy being a kid getting mm-hmm. panic attacks over, over who's going to attack her or yeah, who's going to attack Axes right. And Axe is like, I, what an interesting role to play of like, I don't know, the playing both sides thing for them. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, their the goal is to F up both of them. Because I mean, I, I guess in the end for Axis, um, Titans, AUG, I mean, they're, they're both just um, either traitors or Earth Federation. It seemed like uh, we didn't, you know, the first time, the first batch of episodes that we talked about, we talked about the attention to the politics, but we didn't get much more of Anaheim Electronics. We got that really great speech. Yeah, at at, uh, Dakar, right? Yeah, which was cool. It was also a great way to, you know, to see Amuro again for them, like a great reason for them to return to Earth. Yeah, yeah. And and you finally see Char kind of accept like oh, okay I I can't be um th- this free cowboy in space all the time I I, I have to I have to step up I guess <laughs> yeah but after that we don't see him like play any political role except to try to except to try to g- uh, get back on Axis Zeon's great good graces again I'm I'm surprised he agreed to that I think it was the um. Uh, just the the backs against the wall kind of thing because otherwise they would have shot the moon and that would have been it for for everything. Yeah, that's true. You, you, you know, you're you're after if you do, you know, you're really effed in the present if you don't agree to this. Where you're possibly effed if you agree to this future condition. Yeah, that's really that's really hard. Like I uh, like I think that's part of why I don't know. Going outside of Gundam for a bit, I don't I'm, I don't think I'm. I'm not equipped to have the conversation, but that's part of what makes revolution so difficult, especially like modern revolutions. Right. You, you have to, I mean, even just elections, you very often have to choose between yeah. what you view as a lesser evil. Yeah. In terms of revolution, like you need, you need medicine and guns, you know, in order to keep going, you need to, you, like, you need to make alliances. It's just part of it. Yeah. Make alliances with these cocaine dealers <laughs> or, or these hair, uh, poppy growers yeah because the other side is going to be making deals with cocaine dealers and poppy growers that was like how chiang kai-shek right uh like funded his nationalists was with heroin right yeah i think so um what was i gonna say oh yeah but like i think like had like cats for sure just was 
completely against it. He just understood these are bad people. We shouldn't be with, you know, uh, siding with these bad people. Like real politic be damned. Right. I'm I'm going to I'm going to stand strong by my ideology and um but Char is kind of like a perfect soldier. Like where he's most comfortable is being a soldier. He understands like the tides of war and that's like what he lives and breathes. Like I still feel like like I don't know I, I, the way it ends it's I'm not Titan seems to have been decimated but I'm not sure how it's going to go for the Earth Federation and what AEUG's like place in that will be. I don't know what the new status quo is going to be. But should it go like should it go in the favor of AEUG? Like I don't see Char's future as a politician. Even in the in the last battles, like there was times when he wouldn't go out to fight because Bright is like, well, you are more important than your skill in a mobile suit right now. We can't risk you going out there. And the whole time he's like, I really wish I was out there. <laughs> yeah, I I wanna I wanna fly in my mobile suit. Damn it. <laughs> this is why I didn't want to give that damn speech. We were talking before about how things were going to go for Camille. I'm bringing it back now. Yeah. Um, but Camille's development, I think, was interesting as the show went on. Is like first he's growing up, he's maturing, he's seeing these like horrible things. He's finding ways to stay true to his ideals, but he is also getting more cynical and feeling more comfortable in the space of war. At least up until the last battle where I think like, I think seeing Jared is like the last thing that breaks him. No, I mean, there, there's also Rosamia. I'm mixed on her character. She, she, she was like a evolved for, for me. Yeah. It seemed like it was an opportunity to explore more of the four stuff there's also with her like wasn't he like seeing four sometimes like wasn't his new type stuff making him see four when he saw her yeah and i'm i'm not sure if the titans realize okay let's introduce camille to these cyber new types that are very similar to one another and see see how much we can fuck with him (laughs) yeah like even if peptimus didn't like mind break him he still like would have come out of this whole ordeal rather broken mm-hmm. there was like before that there's that scene where i think he attempted suicide i'm not sure it almost seemed like an accident like he wasn't even thinking but when he like opened up his face mask yeah um the, the, w- the way i took that is not not every evolution or biological development or psychological development such as new type powers may be beneficial for um old type human survival wait it has something to do with his new type yeah okay so like um amount of colors that humans see is actually pretty limited on Mm -hmm. the color wheel but but that, that lack of perception of things serves a, a valuable function because we're we're now distracted by less noise. Oh yeah yeah. It, it's it's sort of survival function. You know, if we were suddenly introduced to all that stimuli, that survival function might be impacted. Oh, so it was kind of like it was more like an absent-minded kind of distracted thing. Uh, what what we what we measure up to being. Um, distracted or absent-minded or, or he- um, 
space cadet head in the clouds mm-hmm. <laughs> like he, he wasn't thinking logically at that point but i yeah. being a new type yeah because he seemed like it, it definitely wasn't like i'm gonna end it all in front of you it seemed like like he was like in another like state um it came across to me like oh i i don't need this um mask or human body anymore now that i'm in this state i could very easily toss these things aside and still be okay Amaro did something similar. Yeah? Yeah, when, when the gun was being absolutely ripped to shreds in that last battle, he's like, oh, no, my uh, my main camera's gone. Oh, well, I don't need that anymore. <laughs> that's, what that, that's what that scene felt like to me, just amplify. Like, oh, no, my, my space mask is, is open. Oh, well, I don't need oxygen anymore. That, that, that does kind of track with later when he's in the cockpit and Faz, like, taking him back to the... To white base like the last scene like one of the things he like one of the first thing one of the things he says is that how stuffy it is in there he wants to open up the cockpit yeah so yeah like um there's a part of him that like doesn't internalize like the vacuum of space i guess for a new type it wouldn't be a vacuum anymore would it or wouldn't feel like one mm-hmm. yeah because it's like they're more attuned to life when they're out there Right, and I guess because of that attunement, you know, there. I guess, yeah, I guess you're right. There, there is the absent-mindedness of, oh, wait, I, I can't breathe out here, though. Yeah, <laughs> like as oh, like like a, just like an expert swimmer, like trying to breathe out of like being so comfortable in the water suddenly. Yeah, like forgetting they don't have gills or something. Yeah. Yeah, but I think like that part of that was because he was so shaken up too. Oh, that's fair. I mean, I mean, he's totally being. Um, I mean, that, that episode was inten- intense. I mean, this was yeah, all was episode forty nine, right? Like, k- kill them all to to Mino. I, I mean, that <laughs> that nickname is pretty well earned, right? Like, there were some like sad deaths in the first Gundam, but they felt like, um, like set up dramatically and as part of like a normal kind of sad story, right? This this felt more re- realistic to war. Mm-hmm. Like cats dying. Yeah, I think they, you mentioned that killed, in the chat. Like, they killed off cats. They killed off one of the child characters. The first Gundam series, you know, they they, they killed off main characters, or, or you know, um, important white base crew members. Yeah, I, the first, the one I remember the most is Juan. Maybe. Yeah. He was the one who piloted the gun tank, right? Yeah, that was that was probably higher up in, in those powerful deaths, but but cats. They killed off cats yeah. in the show. <laughs> yeah, he was one of the little kids. He was one of the babies. Like, and, and you know, he was he was kind of acting out. But I, I just, I, I thought about his poor, uh, his poor father. Yeah, or or Frau. How would Frau feel? Yeah, or Amuro. Like, like <laughs> you know, the the parents, the the uh, original char- the OG characters that led up to this kid and like and before that like i was sad about sarah because it seemed like like, okay there's like a there is like a a distortion field around paptimus where i feel like the closer things get to him the worse the characterization is for everyone it makes him more interesting but (laughs) yeah yeah rakoa suffers for it sarah suffers for it yeah, at least, like, Sarah's, like, set up more, and she's, like, young enough that it could be, like, a naive thing. Rekoa is a criminal crime. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Let, let's talk some shit on uh, Rakoa. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You're, you're going to gas <laughs> the entire colony <laughs> of what is innocent stand by, you know, uh, innocent, innocent uh, bystanders. They have nothing to do with this whatsoever. <laughs> Because you're you're pissed off at Char, right? Like it's like like how it's like you're doing like a mass murder on the scale of Hitler, and she's like, well, you don't understand what it's like to be a woman. Like, <laughs> like what what does that have to do with anything that you're doing right now? <laughs> like that makes me really a uh, question Tomino, who like has a history of making women just exist for the sake of the development of of the male characters. He loves to have. Women with funny hair die to make the man sad. I don't know. I, I thought, like, Emma was a badass. Yeah, I liked Emma. Uh, Haman Karn seems really cool. Yeah, Far ba- ba- had her moments, even. Yeah. It, yeah. And, okay, it's a little suspicious how she's not very good at piloting. and But she really finds her own when she's raising these random children. Yeah, okay, yeah. that, that Yeah, that, that was a bad... Um um development line um if, if there was other characters who were bad like if cats was also a bad pilot or something or if like any other you know if they had like other characters or just the context of women in the show was different i'd be like well not everyone can be a pilot and some people are better at rearing children doesn't it felt like a second mm-hmm. attempt at I, I don't know, was... at the frow thing yeah she was like a fraud 2.0 yeah also, like, it was, um, was his name Hamato that Frau ends up marrying? Hayato, yeah. Hayato, that was it. I guess that's fine. I don't remember him being very prominent in the first one. But it was already established that Amuro had a crush on, on Sela. Yeah. And then he, then Beltorchica, who has <laughs> been rendered irrelevant. I thought she was gonna be more part of the story. I mean, she she helped out with with the uh, Takara mission. And I guess you could say that's about like any scramble, or most scrambles in the show. What the stuff that Beltorchica did was done by some other character. If when they landed and they were gonna do their mission, uh, some other person came in and said, "Hi, I'm." Jennifer, I'm going to be helping out. And she did the same stuff. It wouldn't be that much different. Like, it's not so... <laughs> That's fair. I mean, it... Like, Bell Torchica had this thing where she was kind of idealistic and um, protective of Amaro in different ways. But the next time she's introduced, or, like, they talk to Amaro, he's, like, thriving as a pilot. And Bell Torchica, they're like, well, she learned that things aren't always that way. Yeah, it was kind of weak, wasn't it? Because I mean, they 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 told us that they didn't even show us. Yeah, <laughs> off screen. No, she just assimilated into everyone else's worldview, which is rough when any piece of media does that. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's already they got their full fifty episodes. Like, I guess it wasn't the priority when they were when they were making it. Like the scale, the, the scale of it is something that works for and against them. Yeah, to 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 your point though, it it doesn't help the uh, gender issues that, that this show mm-hmm. is um, not helping with or presenting very well. Like if it wasn't all in the same show, where a character over and over again keeps saying there are only men and women, there are t- only two genders, and that's good. Yeah, though <laughs> I doubt this was the intention, but ironically it did kind of show how regressive gender essentialism 
is a gateway for people to ally with fascist <laughs> groups. You know, she just ended up being like J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, she she really did, didn't she? Yeah, like maybe it was an accident. Maybe it was saying like, oh, you know, the good guys are confused too, and they made this unfortunate thing happen. But you know, now <laughs> with that, Tomino foreshadowed J.K. Rowling. Yeah, maybe maybe progressive King Yoshiyuki Tomino like knew that this was gonna happen. <laughs> It, it does end up kind of being, kind of saying uh, that it's bad to be, to to be like there are only two genders. Yeah, but they they could have they could have put that way better. <laughs> they they right. they they express that in, in a very eighties way, and <laughs> yeah. that, that that does not excuse it. I'm I'm trashing other, um, eighties work. In terms of what they're trying to say, aside from the gender stuff. There is something to it. It is related to Char's failure to connect with her. I don't think Paptimus was that much better, but I kind of hand wave that with like, he has a special new type ability to just be very persuasive. He's master manipulator. There's, um, did, were you, uh, did you watch? I haven't seen it. I just, I'm aware of the controversy regarding the last Halloween movie. The last one released? Yeah. I have not seen that. It's called Hall- Halloween Ends, I think. I have not had the chance. Okay, do you mind if I spoil it? That's that's fine. That is perfectly fine. Okay, uh, listeners, skip ahead. Um, so my girlfriend watched it, and she told me that part of... And like a lot of people are mad about it, because Michael Myers isn't the main killer in it. Oh? Like, he kills, but there's this other guy... Who's like just some guy, I think. Maybe there's a hidden darkness. But at some point, Michael Myers like picks him up, looks him in his eyes, and after that he becomes a killer too and goes around killing. What? So Michael Myers like does some kind of <laughs> new type mind meld, I guess. <laughs> and like makes the other guy become a killer. That makes no sense. <laughs> Let me see what this guy's called. Halloween ends other killer oh yeah Corey cunningham Corey cunningham they can come up with a better My- name <laughs> he's michael myers protege because michael myers needs a protege yeah <laughs> yeah that's what was missing um yeah people were like clowning on that for a while for for a minute but anyways i think paptimus kiroko has this ability because like things start really going bad for echo uh, when he puts his hands on her shoulder looks in her eyes <laughs> Yeah, she she was not the same after that. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, he he is like Michael Myers. Um, <laughs> and what I shared with you before, um, Zeus esque, you know, or, or Jupiter esque. Let me find this this woman oh. to manipulate. Oh, you know, did you, I, I went ahead and watched, um, the prelude to Zeta Zeta when I was like looking around for like what the next ones were on YouTube. It's worth checking out actually, uh, the prelude to Zeta Zeta, looking at whenever you want to like look at it. Cause it's, in, it feels like, uh, a nice synopsis. Yeah. But the way it's packaged is like, 
you can you get a sense of like how Gundam was marketed and it's intercut with like who's that Pokemon, but for the different for the different mobile suits. Oh, we haven't touched on that too much. Um, the Zeta Gundam design is pristine. It is absolutely oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah, I love like I love the look of all the like we talked about it in the last episode. Just the the shiny look, the shiny metal look for everything. The they transform now too, which I I thought I thought was awesome because I I grew up watching one of the Transformer cartoons that were on Cartoon Network in the early two thousands. So I'll I'll, I'll appreciate mm-hmm. transforming robots any day. <laughs> it's very it's very satisfying to see the transformation play out and like oh you know that's another thing else that I noticed is that whenever the, the the transformations happen it felt like unique animations or if like they reused the animations it was like on different backdrops they they, they were well done scenes yeah definitely like when like where the transformations happen like I, I could think of one thing maybe that was kind of like when sailor moon would have the transformations it would take up like five minutes of screen time and it was like the same animation just to like get you know take up more space i guess yeah they like there was none of that for like for these 50 episodes it was also like 80s was like a boom time for yeah, Japan general, but anime. Oh, like the only thing I can think of where they like there was room to like reuse animations was when the the pilots were launching off of the Argama and they would have that little thing where their head would show up in another window. But even then, that's like two seconds for each one. It's never super prolonged. And I swear, I feel like whenever you see them transform, it's from different angles, I or mean- at least like it's done so quickly, like just like as part of the general flow of the fight that. No, I think you're right. I, I mean, it, it's very um, dynamic. Yeah, dynamic is good. Is a good word for it. I feel like they've been getting better and better at the, at the fights. Like I think when I was watching the movies, not that they had, not that it was like poorly executed, but sometimes, like when uh when one of the space battles was happening, um, it felt like um out of context reactions to lasers. Yeah. Like like kind of like more chaotic. Like almost like 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 music, like just like just sort of uh, reactions and explosions set to a certain rhythm, and it's like, well, until a plot point happens, I'm just gonna ride this energy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it wasn't horribly done. I mean, you can definitely tell no. that it was it was um, an old animated piece from what uh, not seventy nine, like eighty one. I mean, they they, re- they you could tell there was some progress here. Yeah within the industry and how how they were doing things yeah like i loved at the end when when char is fighting who's he fighting is he is he fighting paptimus then or is he fighting haman i think he's fighting paptimus when they're like inside of the laser they're they were all kind of fighting each other at that point it was um i i think yeah i think char was fighting paptimus at that point and and then and haman like went inside too my one inside to follow by um camille oh speaking of Haman, like while we're still talking about designs oh her her suits uh, the cubelet is so cool it's it's got like these beautiful um almost reminiscent of, of like a monarch butterfly in space it, it was even when it transforms it's something very bug-like about it but it's, it's not like a gross bug though you know it's it's like Oh, this is this is one of the bugs that everyone likes. 
Yeah, it's like sleek and refined. And like it's got a cool color scheme, color palette. Uh, like Haman Karn's like design is like so cool too. Like I love her cape that has like almost like bat like. <laughs> it feels like a like a Dracula cape sometimes, depending on how she's standing. Yeah. Um, yeah, is that a flare that thing? She, she feels very underrated in, in this show, though. This, this is kind of sidetracking. I don't know how I feel about uh, Skiroko ultimately becoming the, uh, the the big bad guy at the end of this. Yeah, because he, like, kills Jamitov. And then, that happened very quickly. Um, off scene, too. They, they didn't show us that. I mean, they gave us the gun sound, but... I don't know. I, I guess Kiroko's presence is what ultimately I think makes Jared and his arc archetype suffer. That's right. It is like a distraction. Like you're building up this thing, and then this guy just this other guy just comes in and makes it about himself. Right. And you know when when he was first introduced, I I would not have thought that by episode by the last episode he he would have been the the main villain. For Camille to, to to take down, I don't know if this is like excusing it, but I will say like when I, when now you're saying it, like the AEUG got super lucky that the Titans and their different alliances ended up being so unstable. Like if it wasn't for infighting, they would have they, they would have been a whole other thing. I guess that's that's what happens when your soul is way down by Earth's gravity. <laughs> Right, yeah, because they, they just have like such an Earth-centric viewpoint. They just assume that um, Paptimus is going to stay subservient to them. Right. Why? Like, for what reason he keep signing his name in blood? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other thing about the design, I just love how the Cubile has like its hands like on its hips when it's flying around. <laughs> yeah. Very. Very sassy. Turrets, it, it shoots out, and, and just, mm. there's not a whole other threat to worry about. That's so, yeah, like, her. I, it makes sense in terms of, like, what their abilities are. Like, Paptimus and her, like, as being, it, wait, is Haman Karn, like, is she new type? She's new type, right? Yeah, she is. That's right, yeah, they have that scene, they, they do the mind meld. That confrontation in another plane. Right. No, I feel so bad for Sar for Sarah. She was when that when that moment when she was like admiring Paptimus for this like, cr- fight you couldn't even begin to understand. Yeah, like it spoke to her potential because she's new type and stuff. But also like that's such a sweet like that's like, a sweet pure like admiration is is very sad, especially because especially when you consider like who it's aimed towards and well, what and it then, really does. And her. Then, I mean. Cats was was another possibility to like, mm-hmm. but what Sarah met Skiroko first was the reason or something. <laughs> yeah, she's loyal. Another perfect soldier. Yeah, like what good does that? <laughs> Camille had a good balance. He was like going into a, into a, darker side where he was more like ruthless. Like I should have killed them. I couldn't do it. I should have killed them. He has more of those moments. He takes like initiative and leadership roles. He seems like very comfortable as a, like up until um, Paptimus does his thing on him. Like it really seemed like he was coming into his own. Like he was like going more in the, in the mold of Char than in the mold of Amuro. 
Ja. Ja. And then we saw the the tear we saw the tears of time. Oh, just a side thing. Going back, I gotta just I can't not mention um Sarah's super cool outfit when she's on the moon. Oh like, yeah. Yeah when when timeless. she plants the bomb. Yeah. Which also interesting, like her as a perfect warrior, but she does eventually just very quickly um she does very quickly tell Camille where the bomb is. <laughs> Like she, she's, she's ready to die. Mm-hmm. She's playing this, uh, I guess, um, conflicted Wawa mm. type of um, characterization. Yeah, it kind of is like that. But she gets like she feels a little more real than than Lala. Yeah, like she's less of like whatever. Like Lala's like manic pixie a little bit. <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah. Um, and four and Rosamia kind of have that, but Sarah feels like uh, she feels like a real person. Like, like when she's like making a decision, it's because she came to that decision because of feelings that she has, not just because of like her, her head hurts the thing that, (laughs) yeah. And, but like, who gave her, like, was that Pap? I guess, you know, Paptimus would, I bet he would. We never see um, Paptimus's like streetwear. I bet he had drip, as the kids say. Yeah, yeah, it, it would totally fit into his characterization, and he he probably <laughs> gifted her those things. Right, he's like, this crop is gonna look so good if you pair it with this like sleek trench coat. The pearls are such a statement. You gotta go for the pearls. Here, I have this beret. I got it when. <laughs> Hell yeah, that that shit slays for my perfect um, moon spy. <laughs> yeah, everyone's everyone's designs are so cool. I even like uh, we talked we talked about it before. I even like like um, Camille Streetwear from the from the very beginning when he's it's just like he's just like a Vampire Weekend member, I guess. Like he's got that sweater with the with the button shirt beneath it, but he's color coordinating with his hair. Yeah. He's he's very um he's also fashion minded. He wouldn't admit it. He just like he naturally has, he just naturally has a, a sense, a, a a swagger, a swagger. And machine looks so cool. Like when she like in her outfit, when she changes to the AUG um uniform. Yeah, everyone's uniforms are different. Not I'm thinking about it. There, there's a there's variety, which is kind of yeah. <laughs> odd for a military um, spaceship, but whatever. Yeah, but I guess because they're so ragtag. They're they're the freedom fighters. So yeah, they got. <laughs> it's like the only yeah the only thing that was Faz size was a yellow thing, and the only thing that was Emma size was a green thing. <laughs> <laughs> Bright likes his. Old, uh, actually, what does Bright's uniform look like? I don't recall, but I Bright is such an awesome character. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. He, he's he's got a, a very similar. Uh, it feels like his white face uniform. Yeah, he, he just he just keeps his Earth Federation uniform. That makes sense. You know what? He like because 
he was always himself, and it was the Earth Federation that changed. I I, I respect Bright, you know. Um, yeah. Choosing to leave the Titans now, controlling the Earth Federation, to just be just just be consistent mm-hmm. with his his values. I mean, his ideology, mm-hmm. but just just his. I guess his his ethics. Yeah, like he's the pillar that that first white base and Argama needed. Like it's so crazy how he like landed like backwards into that role just because his like superior officer died. Like he was kind of forced into that leadership position. He, he's he's so good at it though. Like like yeah. you, you would you wouldn't think that he just fell into it. And he's not like doing it because of tried and true things. He's doing it because like he's he takes such active care of everyone. At the ba- at you know like whoever like you know whoever he has to serve as a captain, yeah. Like he cares about how they're doing. Uh, was it? I think it was like the guy from Anaheim Electronics or whoever. Um, it might have been to the guy that beat up Camille that one time, where he's saying that you're like, like the discipline in your, you need to get your the discipline among your crew, under control. And he's like, well, maybe that's what makes us. Such good survivors is because we're because we are undisciplined. Yeah, we we do things more organically here. And you know, you I might see that as a cop out as like a, I don't know, like a snobs versus slobs thing. Like we're just more real and authentic. But I'll believe it when it's bright because it's not like he's doing nothing. He's taking stock of how everyone's doing. Like after Fa had that like breakdown, it was, you know, I guess like again context like everything involving a woman on the show kind of has an asterisk on for asterisk unfortunately but then he's yeah. like i will never let her pilot a mobile suit again and then like when then at some point i guess he felt i guess it was like also a desperation but he felt she was ready like because then she's she's in a mobile suit at the at the last battle i guess you know that last battle was one of those things where all hands are are on deck now mm-hmm. um man it's so sad that 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 other ship that um, got blown up with with Captain um, the Radish Radish pilots Radish yeah R- Radish Captain I liked him too I was Hanken I was sad to see Beckener. him Hankin it was kind of cute when he was like awkwardly like having a crush on Emma yeah it seemed like uh, it seemed like uh, like it was starting to be reciprocated by Emma a little bit but. I'm 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 happy with the amount of attention that got. I think it's fine for it to stay as as just like he has a crush on her and she likes him as a person kind of and it it doesn't need to be more than that. Mhm. It just feels like something that might happen in, you know, you're out in space high intensity situations a lot. Yeah. It was probably very didn't develop into a full thing, mm-hmm. not not in this show. But like you know, when I think about it, Mobile Suit Gundam, you know, UC seventy nine. That one ends with with Hayato and Frau. and uh, Frau and Bright and uh, what's her name Minari Min. Uh, yeah, M- Minari. I think you're you're right. So there's those couples. And there's, I guess, potential for Amaro. Out of the, like, there are no, there's no, <laughs> there's nothing left in Zeta Gundam. The only thing I can think is Fayuina will stop being, like, will stop being, I don't know how to say this. Like, she'll, like, step out of her cucked status 
Well, I, I um, with Camille's memories gone, that that could very easily happen. Yeah, but like I'm guessing, like she's gonna like take care of him. It'll be like that. That might be like the the thing we see in in Zeta Zeta Gundam. Yeah, more than likely, I'm sure. I I am very curious to see what happens. What happens next? I am too. I I am I am looking forward to it. I will admit, ultimately, what I'm looking forward to from the UC timeline is um, after Zeta Zeta with Char's counterattack. Oh yeah. I'm. Well, finally know what he. What he was counterattacking against and how he does so. <laughs> I've I've been spoiled of of some of it, but I'm 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 interested to experience that ride. Yeah, I'll admit I do. Okay, I do know what the counterattack entails. I just don't know why it happens. Same, same. Okay, so we're on the same. There's that that hanging mystery there, but that'll be that'll be um. That'll be a ways off. Uh, depending on our schedule and how we get through these, yeah. we're gonna like <laughs> the future of Mobile Suit Book Club is first we'll do Mobile Suit Book Club the novel, then we'll do Zeta Zeta Book Club, which I I have been uh, I've been enjoying Mobile Suit Gundam novelization so far. <laughs> yeah, I I read the the first bit. It's it had like a snappy thing. Like I, I haven't gotten into like a science fiction novel in a minute. My my last one, which I guess I dropped. I'm still going through it. It was was God Emperor of Dune. Um, I do like this one. This this one is less pretentious so far. <laughs> Although I, I am noticing some possible translation um, clunk. Oh, but that's okay. Hmm. No, I, I like a good sci-fi novel, so. Yeah, I think the last one I read was um, The Left Hand of Darkness. I haven't read that one. Uh, do you know what it's about? No. It's uh, by Ursula Le Guin. It's like the opposite of of Rakoa's whole thing. Oh, like, it's well, about. That's, that's good. Yeah, it's like it's about this planet where it's about this planet where like the people on the planet are androgynous. So like like gender really isn't a thing. They just everyone's androgynous and they go into like fertility periods where one of them will impregnate the other, but otherwise they like they don't um you know, they're not one thing or the other. And it's like from this outside perspective like this missionary that comes from I don't know, a more traditional gender thing. Like, I remember. I don't remember if he's like from Earth or, from yeah, or I, what. I, I but like, he's a human missionary, a human native of Terra, which I, I assume mm. is Earth. It's a different vibe from like the the kind of page turner science fiction thing that I, that I was thinking about. Oh, this looks interesting. Yeah, it's a good book. I, mean, I read that pre-pandemic, so that's the last science fiction book I've read. Well, hold on though. You you you've read. Um... I have no I mouth. Have no mouth. That, yeah. that, that counts. That's a book, right? That counts. I mean, it's a short story, but but it packs a punch. Either way, like that's still like that's still like um like the way it's written is like like a beat kind of thing. Like it, it's it, it's a uh, literary in a different way. 
Oh. <laughs> well, anyways, um, any other Zeta th- thoughts? Um. No. Well, not. I guess to close, it's um, <laughs> cyber new types are fucked, aren't they? Oh my god! Like that's like speaking of science fiction, like that's such a dark science fiction concept. Just like this, there's so, just a gross artificiality to it. When it's it's if it's very interesting because like Camille gets it twice in a row where he like gets to connect with these people, and one of them it's like a slightly artificial connection because like she's been like Rosamia's been like, um, her brain's been or her mind's been altered in such a way that she's always looking for some abstract idea of a little brother for the sake of infiltration and manipulation. Yeah. I, I mean, it total step up from four. So with four, it's just, okay, no, no memories and, and you're tortured and, and absolutely effed for it. And that makes you super dangerous. Rosami, you get this false memory. Yeah. Like, like even more primal than a memory. Just like, sort of like, this is a relationship. Like, does he like talk? Bring up any actual memories? Or just say, oh, this is little brother, and like little brother goes back and forth between Camille and like that guy in that other in that round spaceship. Yeah, it feels like um, I don't know, like this like archetype got implanted. Like the thing about cuckoo birds, you know, like how they. It's not a one-to-one. Okay, I, I'm sure there's, like, other examples. You know the thing with cuckoo birds? Like, they do a brood parasitism where... Oh, the cuckoo bird copy will, like, the, the bird call of, of another entirely different species of bird, right? Yeah, you know, they'll, um... I'm not, I don't remember if that goes into it, but, like, they'll, they'll like, knock out the eggs of, of another species bird's nest and lay their own egg there. And then when that bird hatches the mother like feeds that bird that's what it was um and it's kind of like it gets complicated because there's something dark about that where suppose like i think like uh in part two if uh if the birds like reject the cuckoo bird and stop feeding it then then the parent cuckoo bird will like come by and like like destroy the other eggs that they might lay or like harass them. So like there might be a little bit more to it than just sort of like they're being hacked. But I think that's part of like that can be it too, where it's just sort of instinct, like, okay, I guess this is the thing that came out of the egg, even though like cuckoo birds are way bigger than the birds they tend to parasite off of. It's like they think it's this thing where like there's this bird here in my nest, I'm gonna feed it. And it seems like like it almost seems like they implanted this archetype of like little brother at and she's like, "Oh, this is little brother." Oh, and the or she's on the on the intercom with that other guy. He's like, "Yes, little brother." You know, it feels like less like uh, um, responding to a relationship than the I- idea. Yeah. Of of the relationship that is now yeah. just this instinctual drive. Yeah, this, this brood par- uh, parasitism. That, that's a. Yeah, that's... it's not a one to one thing, but. No, I, I mean it's it's a uh, it's an inspiration for sure. I, I I do I do I do have to wonder if um, Camille's supposed autism um, helped save him from from really suffering through this. 
I guess he, I guess he still played a part in it, but he still suffered as a result. No, no, he seemed. No, it's something I appreciate. Like I don't like how how four got kind of reduced to a sacrifice, even though I think they gave her enough weight. Like she had enough episodes. Like when they come, when they came back, I realized like I was like relieved to see her again. And when she like came to, when it seemed like right before Jared killed her, it seemed like she was gonna act normal again. I was relieved, and that was very sad. And then like when he's like thinking about her every time afterwards, it made sense. Yeah. Like with, and then with Rosa Mia, Rosa Mia. I speaking of like <laughs> of projecting archetypes or whatever. Like he like sees a lot of four in her and it might be because of the similar pattern that they give off of for being cyber new types because whatever like uh, candiness that they have like it causes camille to like really want to protect her and like really like want to do it right like do what he couldn't do with four and like get her out of that situation it's just just hard to do when the cyber guns are involved yeah it, it seems like as soon as those things turn on they're mm-hmm. gone as as um, yeah, because it's such a wild card thing because it seems to be based off of psychological triggers, like they see or hear something that makes them like go back into their conditioning, or there's like active new type radiation hitting them, or I don't know what to call it. Like they're actively being like assaulted with that, or it's from periodic headaches that. I don't know, like, what exactly the deal is with the medication. I don't know if that's part of the habituation where, or the, the 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 control where they just get headaches and they know that, and they, and like with the supply of the thing that relieves them, they can keep them on a leash a little bit more too. I, I imagine, yeah, that classical conditioning is playing a part there. Although here, you know, our training has given you headaches. Here, here's this relief. Mm-hmm. You're, you're now associating us with relief. Yeah, and that's the more evil option. But I don't know if it's much less scary if it's simply that whatever training they do have on account of the cyber new type thing, it breaks them, you know, on some level where that's just like something they need to live. Right. Like either way, it's really sad because they're either like inherently... Um, <laughs> You know who knows? Like, like they, they all share they, they all share this fear of of Zeta Gundam making the sky fall down. Yeah, that's true. Man, why are they so scared of this of the Zeta? What's the deal? I thought Camille designed the Zeta Gundam. I might be like totally off. Did Camille design it, or was it plans that he stole from his dad? Like it seems like a lot of effort for this one particular. Like they didn't. Like, Camille did, like, is instrumental to the Arkama survival and the AUG cause in general, but that's something he grows into. And I don't know how long it takes for them to do that conditioning for them to decide, oh, we need to stop this Zeta Gundam and we're going to use all, you know, we're, we're not going to stop at having better pilots, but we're also going to do this, like, weird MK Ultra thing, too. But I, I, I think, no, I, I think as, as soon as the one year war was done. Um, Titan's Earth Federation started trying to build new types on, on Earth. Um, that cyber new type process is probably one that takes a lot, takes years. 
just in general, like if they have like, I don't know if they're working on that stuff on, wait, are all the cyber new type stuff? <laughs> Sorry. These are all like questions. Like, I feel like I should just know. Um, are all the cyber new type stuff, is that all on earth or is some of that, I guess in Jupiter, there are, they're already out in space. So maybe like more natural new types got to emerge. Like I don't think Sarah's a cyber new type. She's just a normal new type, right? Yeah, and, and that's what you know. That's um, that's probably why her characterization is a little bit more. I don't know, less less tortured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like less weird because it's not. It's it's not also carrying like this. Um, I don't want to call it a condition. That feels fucked up, but like whatever. This particular neurotype. No, I I think every cyber new type. It had at one point been, been on Earth and had come from Earth. That image of the Zeta Gundam bringing the sky down. That's interesting because that means that they were like targeting Camila and the Zeta Gundam. Yeah. Which is a pretty new... I guess like they don't get introduced until like late, later enough in the series. I, I guess I guess after... I guess after you, you form a cyber new type, you, you could set the goals of a cyber new type... I guess in a fairly variable way. Mm-hmm. It didn't have to be the Zeta Gundam that would bring down the sky. It could have been any any Gundam. But they can like, yeah, maybe they have like that planted. Because I'm thinking, um, when when he's reunited with four and they go to the doctor and they talk about getting back her memories, doesn't the doctor say that that's impossible? Yeah, but why why believe her? <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. I guess there's room for because because we've seen episodes before. Oh, you you know, accomplish this for us, and and you will get your memories mm-hmm. back. So I'll believe that they were lying about being able to get him back, and then like you know, gun to her head, she's like, oh, actually, um, oops, I lied. I lied. <laughs> Turns out, like we're evil. <laughs> No, I don't know that 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 doctor person seemed to care, um, mm-hmm. for for about for during that uh initial stretch. Yeah, during, during I, her introduction, maybe maybe I I read those scenes wrong. Uh, it's probably like a like a Hippocratic oath kind of thing, or like the um I <laughs> the scientists in Avatar. Um, did you watch Avatar too? No, not not yet. You can spoil it. It's fine. Well, I'll just talk about the first one with the scientists there. How they're there out of like a genuine love for the for Pandora and the Navi and everything and you know everything about that. But their their only reason why they're there is as the arm of uh the military military occupation and um you know this like company that wants the resources on the planet. Like you can't like raise someone and not have some kind of attachment, so that make that would make sense if there was something there. Like I would say even like with uh Rosamia, like that that guy that's following her around on that other thing, he seemed to like care about her well being. He like it wasn't just like ah we're manipulating her, it, even though that was like his job to do it. He seemed there was a tenderness to to him, which kind of makes it dark, and also Paptimus. Like he is just using these these people these uh, w- women for the most part as it, <laughs> but like um, you know he doesn't not care when Sarah dies. No, this this true. He does he does care 
or, or you know shows some sign of expression uh, that i mean that that's kind of um uh i don't i don't let me know if this is a stretch but that's kind of a part of the push pull of like the the themes in in gundam the stuff with the new type is like it makes you really good at machinery and we talked we've been talking about this since like the first mobile suit gundam episode. it makes you good at machinery but also kind of makes you good at like being an empath and connecting to people's spirits and all this you know like more nice organic stuff and there's a push-pull of like you know becoming an instrument of war and fighting for something and like with the cyber new types it's like straight up like they're like uh weapons for everyone like more straight up like they're like manufactured weapons almost like these people and camille is like trying to bring out their humanity um but you see like how that humanity is also part of what is leveraged in order to get them to be those weapons yeah they they, they, they are yeah um, I, I think that's part of which, which, it, it, it just it just makes that concept so much scarier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's some really dark stuff around the cyber new types. This this levers humanity and this this weaponized state of mind that should never have been weaponized. Like when it's like this, like from the ground up industrial process too. Where you can feel it in a very evil way. Um, I don't know if it's a, like a light side of the coin. I don't know if they're like meant to draw a parallel or if I'm even drawing the right parallel, but that was kind of, you know, talking about Char being the perfect soldier and why Rekoa goes away. It's like, he just, he doesn't understand her as a woman. He thinks too much like a soldier when he's saying, you know, I'm like, I'm taking the story, you know, on its own terms, like Rekoa and probably Tomino at the time, at least seem to think that you know being a man or a woman is i guess it, yeah, if i just like put it in the most broad things i guess that, that that might be true in some way that being a man or a woman is a very important part of being human of course we know that there's more than one way and that it's not the only way <laughs> only thing about being human but and, and you know those those um mm? those two extremes of, of genders are expressed in in, in numerous ways yeah but either way, like that's something that Char ignored, according to Rekoa. And like, he says, like, why should it matter? You know, in war, like you're all soldiers. So I don't know if like that's maybe part of what Tomino's trying to go for is that the logic of war um, reduces people's humanity. You know, the perfect soldier isn't also the perfect leader or even the perfect person. human being. Human being, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, at face value, that's definitely what, what that's presenting. Shame about the other implica- implications. Yeah. And I I mean, if, you know, if he chose to re- reduce Zeta now or if Zeta didn't exist until this time period, I, I think we would see very different notes and, and choices towards that. I would love to see, like, uh, I don't know, like, there's, we got a lot of Gundam to go. Like, there's definitely going to be some, that's either going to be dropped, they're going to double down, or um, it's going to be subverted in different ways. I mean, Um, like, I'm excited about the most recent Gundam, The Witch for Mercury, right? That's the first Gundam with a female protagonist. Yeah. And as from, I can, it's like, it's gay, right? It's a gay one, right? Like. 
Uh, you know, I'm I'm really trying my best to not spoil myself of uh, the Witch from from Mercury because it, it looks well amazing. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I guess part of it really, I mean, is Ali Tomino is directing all of these. He's still alive, I guess. I don't know how much what his involvement is. That'll be interesting to see, like the different degrees of ownership or authorship that Tomini will have as the Gundam stuff goes on. I, I don't know. It'll, it'll be cool to see as Gundam develops what, what other writers come to the surface and what other yeah. visions of... Ultimately, I, I assume the anti-war message is going to be maintained mm-hmm. throughout, but it'll be cool to see different takes and um, rhetorical choices around that. Yeah, that's going to be really interesting. Like uh, without going into blind speculation, and, you know, for for his um, flaws, I, I, I guess I'll, I'll, I don't know, kind of closing thought. Yeah, even, even with his flaws, I I very much appreciated Zeta and and the directions it, it took from the original series and how it amplified. Yeah, ma- mainly casual, casualties of of war and re- really pushing on on that. Yeah, it doubled down on the anti-war things. Like it, it knows when, where to provide and withhold catharsis, to like really, um, like hit you over the head with those themes. Like with Mobile Suit Gundam, with the compilation movies that we saw, it established curiosity for me. Like I was pleasantly surprised by the quality and like the storytelling, um, and 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 the, and the depth of the world. And I hope it's not too soon to say, but with Zeta, I feel like I can more comfortably say I'm a fan now. Like, now this is like, oh, I like Gundam, the the venture. I like Gundam. It's like the whole thing. I'm, I, the whole thing is like, we've we see seen two things. But you know what I mean? Like, um, I really like Zeta. I, I, li- I like Zeta for an 80s anime. And it, it's effectively hooked me on on Gundam for sure. Yeah. Although that 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 third movie really got me. Those mm. those final scenes and and that film work, like yeah. Chef's Kiss. I, I was not expecting to see too much psychedelic um, scenery and scene work there, but yeah, Zeta Gundam, like it did have some cool like new type stuff, but it didn't have that moment where Tomino's eyes like you just see their outline in the background becomes like water rushing in like that moment you don't get a similar a similar moment like that like no which maybe doesn't need but that's what really mm. impressed me with that original series was that right but yeah zeta how would you rank them so far um i mean it's two like i guess which like better so far which so which 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 two do i like more I, okay, I guess my absolute favorite favorite is the third movie of Mobile mm-hmm. Suit Gundam f- for its psychedelic work mm-hmm. and effects. Because I, I mean, frankly, I was not expecting the new type stuff they were talking about to really embody itself in film in that way at that point in time. It is very strong. Like if we're separating, like the third movie, also, I feel like the last, the final. Um, the final showdown between between Char and Amaro feels like it has a lot more weight. 
Um, the stuff with like running away from Abaku and it's about to explode was yeah. like, very exciting. Like it's a great ending, and like the scale of that battle feels. It's definitely easier to follow. Like it's one operation <laughs> instead of like, like this like the cloud of conflicting motivations like within each crew even. Yeah. Uh, which like you know it has its strengths, but is less uh, dramatically uh, readable. Yeah. I mean, it, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe it got a little repetitive, like, oh, let's go back to Grips 2 again. Because I thought, like, once they um, diverted that colony, or whatever that is, that meteor thing, that could have been enough. Maybe. Uh, well, we'll see if, like, as it goes on, if the climaxes keep involving a giant laser or not. So far, we're two for two. That's, yeah. Yeah, so far we are two for two. <laughs> um, no, I, I think we're. I think we're going to see that for a while. Planet destroying lasers <laughs> seems to be a popular um, trope. Is it a trope? It's it's, it's very popular sci-fi imagery at this point <laughs> in time. If, 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 motif. If, if you're in space, and like also like within Gundam, once you have a planet destroying laser, what are you going to not use your planet destroying laser? <laughs> right. It seems very useful. But uh. I was going to say, I mean, I, I, I rank Gundam, Zeta Gundam above the rest of the movies, but that third mm-hmm. movie is tops for, for myself. Okay. Um, I don't know about yourself. I got, I th- I'm, I'm going to, I'm more, I'm going to more go more all in for Zeta. I love the style and I think like the, I know, like I found myself more attached to all of the characters. That's that's a fair point. Um, but, yeah, but I totally get where you're coming from. I I wonder I wonder if we feel that way had we watched all forty three, forty seven of of the original series. Yeah, that's true. This is a fair critique of the movies, though. Not every character got enough screen time. Mm-hmm. Everything felt very yeah, rushed. Yeah, as a show, it might work. That's something I might. We'll see if it's worth revisiting in the future. We'll be reading the book too, so we'll have. We, we will be doing the one year war justice. I, I think I think so. I, I think after the compilation movies, reading the novelization is our next best bet to not look like um, we're cutting corners. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, you want to call it a night? Yeah, I think so. It's getting late. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, no, I enjoy. I enjoy. Like I've been bottling this up for, I don't know, going on a week and a half, two weeks, however long it took us to. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't have. I don't have anyone else talking about Gundam with. This is. This is what. This is the power of, of book clubs. Yeah. Hell. Yeah. Oh yeah. Join us next time. Uh, for. Um. Yeah, book club. We're gonna go back to our roots as a book club and actually be covering a a novel. Yeah, I'm really excited about yeah the Yoshiyuki Tomino's own novelization of the Mobile Suit Gundam original series. I, I guess I'll I'll comment that I'm I'm not sure if I'll give so much weight to this one man's vision of it, but I I think it, it will be interesting. Hmm. Regardless. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. I don't mean to equate Gundam 
to Tomino, which is going to be something that's going to be harder and harder to do as as we go on, as we were talking about before. But so, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Good night, uh, et cetera. Yeah. Have a pleasant evening to go back to our our roots. Good nice to hear. 